means trust. What are you talking about? Oh, I think it was. Oh, wow. Oh, wow. Crusty eye, fool. <laughs> Crusty eye, fool. <laughs> you know when the, you know when oh, the old wow. you know when the old lady says that it's she means business. Fool, oh fool. Y'all, y'all, y'all finished or y'all done? Are, are, you, are, you, are you done? <laughs> like, I, I don't have to be watching you all the time to listen to you. For most men, they compartmentalize a lot of their thought process. But that doesn't mean that we're not hearing you. Y'all, can I, are you done? You done, right? Oh, yes. Yes, yes. Yes, yes, yes. We are here once again to do what it is that we are absolutely loving to do, and that is podcasting for you all. We get another episode of the Are You Done podcast. It is me, Nipsey Green, and I am joined by, who am I joined by? The fabulous Rihanna Nicole. The fabulous <laughs> Rihanna Nicole. And this, this distinguished brother to the right. You, are, you, no, you already announced yourself. Okay, I can't go so back and say you it. you can't go back can't and go be back. like. The distinguished brother to your left. Is <laughs> well. It's been a minute. It's been a long time. Mm-hmm. Uh, we we tell them why it's been such a long time, Nancy. I don't know. You tell me. What did we come? What was the excuse we came up with? <laughs> <laughs> you know, podcasting is hard. Okay, it's well. It's only hard when you don't schedule and make time out for it. And I think also with us, we 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 involve ourselves in a few other projects and then like even finding time and dealing with our daughter but that's no excuse but we're here though and and we're gonna get back to it so i'm excited that we're back into the groove again given all the crazy things that are going on and i can i can feel the tension with every step or every day the everything looks so bleak you know Mm -hmm. i think i think the last episode we did where we Look back on. We did our, uh, the five albums that changed our lives. Yes, like or impacted our lives. That was a really great thing, and and I think we also looked at like the impact those in, those episodes have when we look back on our lives in a, in a loving way and just look at the lessons that we've learned, or even just the things that we've been taught by the people that may not ne- that may not necessarily be like our parents or around us, but just lessons that we learned, and I think. You know, me and Rihanna, we sit back sometimes and we look at, you know, the, our <clears throat> our family. And, you know, I know I know as a parent, for me, it, it comes full circle. All the things that you learn growing up and then you see it with your kids and then it's the same exact thing. And I know Rihanna feels the same way. So before we even jump into this, because I think I could just go on to Right, it. I'm like, mm-hmm, I mean, you was, slow down. You could have said something. I mean, I was... Mm, I didn't want to be rude. Well... You know, you know what time it is. Go and do your thing, girl. Then. So look, guys, if you are just now tuning in to the Are You Done podcast, or if you've been faithful, longtime fans of the Are You Done podcast, you can always check us out on Anchor, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Radio Public, and Breaker. And if you want to comment or just follow us and subscribe to us, you can uh, check us out on Are You Done on Instagram and on Facebook. And if you want to send in any ideas or be a part of our couple's virtual game night, uh, 
you can send an email to areyoudonepodcast at gmail.com. Because we want to hear from you all. It's been a minute since we heard from y'all. Yeah. You know, it's been good right now. It's been good if I had like a little, one of those little gongs that goes. You know, that like brings the. Uh, you know, brings the the, mu- the musician in when they start singing. You know, a little crescendo thing. I don't know. It's crazy. So, how have you been today? Hi. I've been good. Why do you Why do you always be the bad <laughs> one when they try to point me out? I'm just having a conversation with the people. Okay. And, and with the thing that we were talking about, looking back, you know, we wanted to look back at the things that we learned as children from those around us, our parents, our aunts and uncles, or those around us who felt the need to impart us with some wisdom. And we realized, like, how the effect of how we grew up. Um, I think we lightweight touched on this topic uh, in the first season, but I think it's time for a, a rehash and we could be able to touch on some things a little differently now that we, mm-hmm. uh, you know, Harlem's getting older. You know, mm-hmm. our, our beautiful, beautiful daughter is getting older and she's becoming a, a terrorist. <laughs> and what what say you with this episode? What what we episode what? Maybe episode. <laughs> See that's sad. episode six. We gonna say episode, and then we gonna leave it blank, and then you go episode four. You know, like <laughs> <laughs> yes, yeah. Okay, we gonna do it right now. You ready? Okay, uh, okay. We are now doing episode seven. All right, that was for the, that's for the that, that was for the you know for the edit time. We got that okay. right. All right. We don't. <laughs> what do you think about, like, you know, even just the topic in general? You, you, this is one of the topics that you said that you felt strongly about, you know, given how you grew up. What are some of the things that you learned that you look back on? Um, well, if we're talking about um, how we grew, how we learned from our parents um, and how that affects us as being parents today. Mm. Um, I think one thing that I've learned from watching my mother and now becoming a parent and being in it, being in the war, uh, that your parents are just people. And I had the highest standards for my mother, not for my dad because he wasn't around, but for my mother, that everything she was supposed to do was right. And it was supposed to be perfect because you are my mother. This is your job. This is supposed to go X, Y, and Z for me. You're supposed to make it happen because you're my mom. And I think I had that more so when I was younger. And now being an adult and living life, and like, nah, that's not how that shit goes. Because I, I, that's, some, like, that's some spoiled ass way of thinking. <laughs> it's you're an adult. It's supposed to work. I should eat food. My mouth is hungry. My belly's grumbling. Why the hell am I struggling like poor people? I, we're not poor people. Mama, are we, are we poor, Mama? Mama, are we poor? All right then, feed me. <laughs> I'm just saying. I had that, you know, I I put that strain on my mother and that stress on my mother. She didn't even know this, but that's how I felt. And it wasn't until I became an adult and then had a child from my own. Like, besides you being a parent, that's just one role. You still have to be a person that goes to work and deal with stress of being at work. You still have to be a spouse to whoever you're being a spouse to. You still have to be a sister, a daughter. You still have to be an entrepreneur or whatever if you have those added hats and titles in your life. So it it, it makes a lot, it, it brings on a lot on you. And 
I, you know, I, I definitely apologize to my mom for forever making her feel like she was any less of a mother because of my ridiculous, childish expectations. You know, it definitely, it definitely <laughs> does give me um, perspective when I look at uh, my mother, uh, or even just looking back and realizing that, even just looking at like women now and seeing how they struggle, you know, to be single mothers and then. Looking back at my mother, who like did so much to uh, provide for me and my brothers, and my being my brother and my sister, and and you know she didn't always have a lot, and I used to always stress her out. Being I was that kid that you know if the, if the budget was fifty dollars to get some shoes, you know I could have got me two pair of shoes for like fifty dollars, but I wanted to get the Nikes that. Was forty nine ninety nine, you know, with two pennies left over. You know, it's like that was that was me, and, and it's kind of funny how you look at what, what other people attain to. And it, I think maybe it wasn't too long after I got out of high school that I realized that the main brands didn't really matter. But I definitely can re- relate to that, you know, because it is you are human. Shit, when you get to, and you adulting and you're dealing with life and bills and shit, and that shit no, is you act like you was like Oliver Twist when you was when you were younger though. What are you talking like about? Like you was some type of orphan. Like, Please, mom. I want some more. <laughs> I never said I was no damn orphan. <laughs> what are you talking about? I'm no damn orphan. Please, mama. Ma. <laughs> I, I would I would say for me, the lesson that I would say is that I would learn as a parent is that we should we should talk to our children about the pain that we go through and the lessons that we learn. Um, Now, because you have two outside of Harlem, you know, you also have two older boys. I do, I do. And I feel like, you know, with with, with my ex-wife, she's the type of parent that grew up under the mindset that I'm the parent, I'm right, no matter what. And that's not the truth. And And I feel like that causes a lot of damage over time because the child will eventually re- resent you over time because he sees you, he will see the hypocrisy for itself. You'll get away with it for so long and then the child will be like, wait, wait a minute, wait, wait, wait a minute. That don't make sense. I've, I, I truly feel as though as a parent, the lesson that I learned that I really felt like a parent should do more of is be communicative. I didn't have a whole lot of that. I wish my mother communicated more with me about um, what she went through in life, because maybe I would have helped me help prepare me for relationships, or it would have helped prepare me for when I'm broken, how to look at my money, you know, versus figuring it out the hard way, like we all figure out money, just spending on dumb shit until we figure out that's not what we're supposed to do. But I, I, I don't know. I think it's something like a a, a bad trait of black mothers. I, I heard this joke. Well, it was a horrible joke, but it said two people that always think they're right, racists and mothers, black mothers. And I was like, oh, okay, okay. But it's, it's that's something true. that I, you know, growing up, I saw my cousins go through it, all raised by strong-ass black women. And you don't come against their law. You don't come against their ruling because they are always right. And you don't question it. And you and you and when you see that and then you see what's going on and you see all the things that they're doing on the flip side of the things that they're telling you, you can't help but just feel like, man, what what the fuck is going on here? I you know, I'm gonna speak my mind. Like I know for a fact that, 
you know, that's a lot what my son is dealing with at the moment, you know, with his mother. And, and you know, she, she has it really bad. And I'm, I'm you know, it's not so much, I'm not going to put her name out there. You wouldn't know who she is. But, you know, that's something that I know my son is dealing with that I'm dealing with on a personal level. And there is a certain level of resentment that he has that he, he, I feel like he wants to say something to her, but he's too, like, he hasn't reached a point to where he's not scared of her. You know, like, you know, that age where, where young boys be like, Nah, nah, I'm the man now. You know how men. I, I, I mean, I had my mom. My mom kicked me out afterwards, but and that's why he ain't gonna do it. He ain't no fool. <laughs> <laughs> well, Dad said I should stand up for myself. <laughs> I never. Foosball I, is the devil. <laughs> <laughs> I never, I never forget that day when I never forget that day when. Uh, when I reached my, I, I don't know, I don't know, what, I don't know what we're gonna call that moment when, 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 when you have, when you grow up with a young teenage son and a single mother home, there's gonna come a day where he challenges her, and he, mm. and he, and he, and he, he's establishing his dominance. He's like, I'm the man now. I'm the man, and that day is coming. And I'll never forget the day that I did. I had my day, and I told her what I was feeling <laughs> and all this shit. And she said, uh, what the hell? She said, uh, it's a meme. It's literally a meme I've seen. It just, I, I could not, I damn near lost my breath when I saw it. <laughs> so, so I, uh, <laughs> I told my mom I was bad at her. I was like, yeah, yeah, blah, 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 blah. I'm going to go live with my dad. I'm going to live with my dad. And keep in mind, my dad was not around. He was not really a good supportive father in regards to being there. He was just, around you know whenever I saw him but in that moment I was going to live with him and I was spiting her I didn't want to be with her no more and I walked my ass all the way from her house it was like like 30 blocks it was a long ass way to his house all the way over there for him to be like calm down and then he's just like then he completely took her side you know, you gotta, you know, it's your mother. You only got one mother. You only got one mother. You know, you can't stay here, right? I can't stay here. What do you mean? What do you mean, Dad? What do you mean? Yeah, you have <laughs> I wish I could see this face I'm making right now. What do you mean, Dad? <laughs> I know I was ugly as shit, crying, walking. I bet I had to walk like some some black woman trying to uh, 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 catch her man cheating on her or something, boy. Just walking down the street, just mad as hell. Just, just, mm-hmm. Mama, what's wrong, son? Mama, kick me out. I told her I won't live with you. <laughs> and then, and guess what? She He sent my ass back and she said, mm-hmm, get your ass in the room. You ain't got nothing else to eat. I was like, man, I ain't eat that night. <laughs> But that was, but I established my presence. You know what I'm saying? But I, you see, as a parent, you, you you know what? There's some things you have to let your child learn on their own. And unfortunately, that was a lesson that you will never forget. And it crushed your soul. You thought, I'm standing up for myself. And you went to the parent that ain't done shit for you and slammed that door back in your face. And your, unfortunately, your mama was like... She probably felt bad for you too, but still had to be like, "That's what you get." You know what I'm saying? I you know with me for a reason. She was petty enough to be like to rub it in my face. I forgot what she said. I know it was disrespectful. <laughs> I don't remember what it was, but I know it was lightweight. I know it was a horrible lesson. I know because I know that's what I would have did. I'm sorry. Lesson. I know that's what I would have did. If my little if that happened to me, and I was like, oh, go go to your go to your raggedy ass mama then. <laughs> go to your mama then. And then you go back. 
Mm-hmm. Get your ass in the room. <laughs> <laughs> I'll be petty in the mouth. I'll be petty as hell. No, I would be. Wouldn't. I would be. Just a little And bit. then you go in and try to do some, some Cosby TED Talk. Exactly. Oh it's man, about love. <laughs> okay. So what's another lesson that you feel like you, you learned uh, growing up that you feel like we don't, you know, we need to look at more or address more? Um... I think for me, and it's just something I've heard other uh, millennials say, but the parents being afraid to have that sex talk with their children. Um, I'll be honest, my mother never talked to me about sex Ooh. at all. This we're gonna solo. We're gonna we're gonna park on this one for a little bit because I got something to say on that one. Go on, go. I never I never had that sit down of Rihanna. This is you know a man. This is a woman. When they come together, when they clash, when they connect those puzzle when pieces the, together, when the mega powers collide. <laughs> I didn't have that talk. And then even the older um, the older I got, I didn't have that talk about. Um, what it's like to be in a relationship with a guy or, you know, waiting to be with a man in a sexual way, whatever. I did not have that. Um, I feel like a lot of the times my mother was off busy working and then I learned lessons from being in church and then watching TV. And then if I happen to see any other relationships around me, because granted, my father was not there. So I didn't see the dynamic between a man and a woman or a relationship, period. I did not see that. I just saw singleness. And there was a point when I thought I was going to grow up, have a baby, and it was just going to be me and the baby. I didn't know how I was going to get the baby. I just knew, oh, when I get older, it'll that, be me and that, the baby together. That is deep. That is deep that you can't see past the fact that you, of not having... A, a man with you to raise his baby. The baby disappeared <laughs> in your family. And that's some powerful but shit. That's really what, what I used to think. That's some powerful shit. And so, you know, I, I just kind of was on cruise control when it came to relationships because I was extremely hesitant on how to be with the guy. Um, I, I just was, you know, that's why I played hard to get because on top of just um, not trusting a man, I was afraid. Here, I watched my father hurt my mother a long time ago, and my mother never quite bounced back from that. So I had no other examples of love. And then when I did see the relationship, I saw between my aunt and my uncle, and that was just kind of like, I'm running the show. You just live here. <laughs> so I didn't have the clear understanding of 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 relationships and sex and just to get older and talk to other friends who their parents didn't have that talk with them because they were too busy being you know single parents or they just didn't never they never got around to having that conversation and that it just is what it is so i would say that's one thing that i would like to add to being a parent i would not want to do that to harlem i would definitely want to talk to her about sex yeah, because I if she don't learn it from us yeah, I, that's, a, that's a very sticky situation. I think I think for boys, I think it's, for me it's easier of course it to is. talk to boys than definitely to talk to my daughter. Go ahead, tell them that little boosie stuff you was trying to do. With your, what with little boosie stuff I was trying to do with Go my Go ahead, son. tell them that little boosie stuff you was trying to do. What little boosie stuff? I said when my son turned 18, I would get him 
uh, a woman. Wow. <laughs> I didn't even think you was gonna say it, but you said it. Wow. I mean, if I don't, hey, listen, I don't think He's it's the bro- I, at least he ain't. I ain't say he was a juvenile. I mean, that's what Boosie talking about. He 12, 14 years, thirteen years old. I ain't talking about that. I ain't even telling myself. Listen, if he ain't wanted, so you can get a prostitute for him, or uh, I will find a young lady and formulate an arrangement. Wow, we'll figure something out. So your son has no game at all. You have to purchase him a woman. You have to get him a mail order West End bride (laughs) to to be with him when he turns (laughs) eighteen. Why you got me for the West End? How you got me from the West End for? How you know? The, let me get the crustiest hoes. No, no. <laughs> I'm from the West End. I'm not saying that. You said it like that, though. Like, you said it like that. How you how you know yeah, yeah, um, the boy, come with the boy. How you know boy. the boy? How you know he's not already active? He's. I mean, is that something he would admit to you? No. I think, I think li- listen, listen. I, I, was, I was my point to your, to your point about talking about sex and things of that nature. I will definitely agree and like I said it was easier to talk to my boys because I can I can immediately just go to the core of what boys talk about or what what boys want to know at that age. You know, what's a vagina? What's it feel like? What do I do when it comes around and what's the what's the good and bad about it? You know, like what I need to nav- know how to navigate this. I need to know how to I need to know how to, you know, how to do my thing. I didn't want to make it seem like they had to have sex. What I told them was, right for at this moment in their lives, because they're still teenagers, if you want to have sex, just jack off. Like, I tell them that early. I don't care. Like, look, you, have you just started jacking off yet? Yes! Yes! Like, like, listen, it, this is the funniest shit. So, my, 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 he ain't gonna listen to this. He won't know. So, my youngest, he's, uh, what's he, 11 now? He's 11, and I think he's jacking off. Like I don't know if he is because oh because he's he. I think he's discovered it, you know. And it's a funny conversation because I know that you know it's a part of like your sexuality. Like when you when you are hitting puberty, you your hormones are going, and you just you know you're touching yourself more. It's just what it is. Some people aren't like that. It is what it is. But I know for a fact, for most people, it's a. Uh, you know, you're just more hornier. It just is what it is. And I know he's at that age. And I would hear him brag to his little friends on his little game, talking about, yeah, I got these girls and these girls. I'm like, girls? What are you talking You ain't Jay-Z. What are you talking about? Oh, look at who. He ain't got hoes. This boy is 11 years old. So he only be on these, got in these streets like that, acting like he's some pimp or some shit like that. So I, I, I had to talk to him about just the mentality behind that and what that is. I think as a parent, you should be active also in where your, where your children are at mentally um, in regards to their sex and not be scared to have those conversations. The one thing that I've learned about parents, like I look, I look at two different types of parenting styles, right? You got those types of parents who don't like to talk to their kids about sex and then their kids grow up and they end up having sex and, and all kinds of shit, right? And then you have those parents who, who treat their kids like friends and they have those conversations very early with their kids. You know, they'll have those conversations when a child's like nine and ten. Right, you know? and they're not ready. Exactly. 
Absolutely. But a lot of times they're more well adjusted because they understand life a little bit more, believe it or not. They don't even though they may they may have like a whole phase or two, that's usually the the, 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 the ratio. They usually tend to like balance out later on in life and be more well adjusted because they were exposed a little differently. But you mentioned something about I am saying, Oh, I got all these girls, I got these girls. I think it's very important as a a dad to talk to his son about respecting women. Yes. Because if at that age already he feels women are trophies. Yeah, but, and, and I definitely And he has a little sister who he adores. And that's exactly that is exactly how I approached the conversation. I said, so you got how many girlfriends? He's like, man, they just play. I said, many, I heard you. How many girlfriends you got? He said, man, I ain't got no girlfriend. They just like me. And they just teasing <laughs> me about that. I said, okay. I said, so are you flirting with them or what are you doing? He was just, you know, he's just laughing and giggling. But I gave him an idea. I said, let me, let me give you some perspective, okay? You love your sister, don't you? And he does, you're right. He adores his sister. He loves his little sister. Harlem, he's he's he loves that little girl. And I said, You love your sister. Now, would you let any boy talk to your sister in a bad way? Would you let any boy talk to her and make her feel any kind of negative way, talk nasty about her? Would you like for that to happen? And they said, he said, no, of course not. And, you know, I told him, well, that's how you need to look at every woman that you're dealing with. Like they're your sister or they're your mother or they're your anybody that you care about, any woman that you care about, any little girl that you care about. You got to think about those things. And he understood that. So I, I do feel like we need to meet our kids where they're at in life and find those moments when we can have those teachable moments and not necessarily come down on them. Oh, my God, you're talking about sex? Oh, well, I let them know. Shit, I tell, I told my oldest, I told Kenneth, I said, jack off. Jack off. <laughs> jack off. Listen, you ever get into a moment where you're around a girl and jack off? Because I'm be coming home pregnant. Just jack off oh before you go. God. Jack off. Act like, like he's going to get pregnant. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> don't, don't come home pregnant. Don't come pregnant. <laughs> I'm not dead. <laughs> but I do agree. I think it's important to talk to your children about sex. Me, personally, growing up, um, my mother, I think she told us just, that was kind of her speech. It was more like, don't don't you get nobody pregnant. And for the most part, I wasn't really out there like that. I did jack off a lot. It was just it was what it is. And it was a beautiful thing for me growing up. It really was. I loved it. You know, don't laugh at me. It was. I, I just, I love the act of it. It was a beautiful thing for me. And yeah. <laughs> I, I I feel deeply that we should be able to communicate to our kids regardless of what it is, even just with problems that we deal with. Like I tell my kids all the time, you know, um, I may not have all the answers or solutions, but I will promise you that I will work hard to you know, be you know, overcome. Now, see, that, that, but that's something where we kind of disagree on because I feel like children don't need to know everything. I feel like they shouldn't be burdened with that stress. Should they know certain things? Yes, I can afford that right now. You gonna have to wait for that PS five or whatever. But I, when we start letting them, when they start seeing the parents argue in front of each other, when they start seeing, Dad, what's an eviction notice? Um, or, you know, say when they start learning something, now there are some situations, the kid, it just, they can't help it due to the, you know, the actions that happen amongst their parents. They are forced to have to grow up early in situations. It just is what it is, unfortunately. But if you can help it, 
I personally don't agree with letting children know everything so I'm not, soon. I'm so not early. saying letting them know everything. What I'm saying is that. It's but there have been times where you've been like, yeah, son, see, um, when they may be like, Dad, um, was you going to give me that such and such, Dad? And you'd be like, no, son, not right now. You know, um, Dad just lost his job, and, uh, you know, I'm not going to be able to do that for you right now. And, uh, you know, Dad was going to get some weed, but he can't get the weed now because he has to put the, like, what? They don't I, need to know all of them. Oh, that sounds like such an exaggeration of <laughs> shit that I would actually say. I ain't never said no shit like that. That ain't kind of close to They don't say no shit like that to them. Is, why do you this keep putting me out there in the streets? Goodness gracious. Okay, I don't okay. smoke weed. I didn't... <laughs> that was quiet. What did you say? Look, look keep going. <laughs> Whoa, the devil is alive. <laughs> um, yeah, but again, that was because of how I how I grew up. I didn't learn about. I wasn't aware of some of our struggles until I became a teenager. And I, by that time, I had no choice but to see the struggles. Like, okay, no, this is going down. This is real. But I, you know, I definitely wanted to help out and do what I I could as a teenager because you feel well. I got to do something. I have to help my mom. Um. But that's just me. I just feel like children should worry about being children right now. It's it's already enough that they have to go out and battle against the world that's trying to put so much on them, right? You need to look like this. You need to look like this. You need to dress like this. You need to be like this. And then they're dealing with their peers who are dealing with their struggles and growing up and trying to figure out life. And the last thing they need to know is when they get home, here comes these adult problems that I need to take on. I just feel like it's too much, you know? Just worry about jacking off. <laughs> <laughs> Don't knock the powers of jacking off because it's such a powerful thing. It works. Anyway. It's an anti-aging thing, too. It, it, it gives you, it revitalizes the muscles. It stimulates the nerve endings. Oh, I thought you said aging. I'm like, Nancy, Anti- you look 43. I don't look no that. You look all of 43 and a half. Okay. Cool, Joe. <laughs> Man, you a mean person. I'm kidding, I'm kidding. So what did you say, would you say is the biggest lesson you learned, you know, just being a mother now, that you would say that you're going to pass on to Harlem? What what improvements in your character do you feel like you're going to make, being that you learned from your mother? You learned those lessons that we just brought up. What do you feel like, what you're going to pass on to your your kid? What are you going to pass on to Harlem? Um, I'm definitely would like to pass on just um, being fearless. If there's something that I learned, uh, being fearless. Because in this world, you unfortunately, the kids are learning earlier and earlier. I mean, Harlem already knows how to master her way through Netflix and YouTube, and she's two years old. Um, That's true. And I feel like the the society is making children have to be smarter and and keep up with the world. Um, I mean, you already see with China how China does their kids. China. But I would I would love for her to, to to instill I would love to instill that fearlessness into her to, for her to grow up and and not be afraid to to do whatever it is that she wants to do and to conquer. Um, there was a lot of times I. 
watched my mother not do goals, not achieve the goals that she wanted to do because she was afraid. And because she had these kids, I have to let my goals die and my and my achieve not my achievements, but my dreams. I have to let them go and die because I got these kids, or I'm too afraid to tackle them. So I'm just gonna keep on working and living and hope that one day my kid will be successful enough to make to help me live out the, the dream that I wanted to live out. And that's not what I want to pass on to her. Again, I'm not, not bashing my mom. My mom did the best that she could. She did the best that she could with all the tools she had to work with. And she made it happen. She raised her kids. But I will say, I did. there were a lot of years I watched her live in fear and not take on life the way that she truly wanted to. But that's just me, you know. It's just something that's I just noticed, I, and I noticed that with the, the lot of women in my family, they were so busy being strong that they forgot to live for themselves. They had to be strong for their kids, for our, our mother, and my well, my grandmother. Um, even when I think back to my grandmother, I she spent sixty something years just living off of the trauma that she experienced from being a young woman. Like being raised in the country is part of Alabama, Union Springs, Alabama, population less than a thousand. Watching, you know, civil rights, watching her, her, uh, her cousins get hung. Like she's seen some shit and she's just been living off this trauma and she was very quiet. And she didn't talk to my mother a lot. She didn't give, you know, she didn't instill things in my mother. My mother just watched her actions. So my mother took that. She took those ingredients and then she made what she could make. And then I watched her and got her ingredients. You know what I'm saying? And you just go on in in hopes that each generation will be stronger and stronger and stronger. (sighs) Good stuff, sis. You got to get it all out. I, I like to say that I did. But in the meantime... In the meantime, brother, it makes me think about the other half that made me, my daddy, uh, my father. What about that nigga? <laughs> who I did not mention because he was not there. When So when I go back to Harlem being fearless, that's what I want from her because my father was also very fearful because of the things that he did not achieve in his personal life. It affected how he was as a father and he couldn't raise me and my brother. He allowed um, his pride to get in the way. And it's like, instead of you look, and that's the difference sometimes when you look at mothers and fathers, instead of you realizing like, okay, shit, I got these kids. I made these kids. They have to grow up and be adults one day. But I can't get past my own selfishness that I don't know how to be what they need me to be. So it makes me think about my dad. Something that I wouldn't want Harlem to have to experience is dealing with, you know, parents that get in their own way that they can't do what's best for them as kids. And I would have to say that I'm happy that that is not you, that she won't have to worry about her father, you know, not being the best that he can be. So she can grow up, you know, to to be successful. That's very true. I cannot fathom um, being uh, not being able to be around her as she continues to grow into a beautiful young lady. And I mean, I don't know. I, I just I feel 
yeah, even just with any of my kids, you know, I, I just want to be as close as I can be, you know, and just be be that guide for them. I think I think for me, you know, transition, we, we could segue that, <laughs> segue that into what what I would pass on, and I what what I would pass on is um, a certain level of wisdom, of of knowledge of self, knowledge of what your worth is and what you can accomplish and what and looking at the bigger picture that's like my big mantra that I tell my boys is like the best the thing the main thing I need us to look for is is the big picture and the big picture is that I'm not I'm not I don't live my life for me I live my life for you all I have fun along the way but I live my <laughs> life I live my life so that I could be able to give you something Something that you could be able to give and take and do something with it and give it to your kids and eventually be able to have some generational wealth within the family. And that's all I think about. That's that's my number one goal is to give my children those those opportunities. And that's the one lesson that I feel like I didn't learn. I, I, I'm not saying that there's... Yeah, I there's, agree on that. There's other lessons I feel like I know I could put in there and other lessons that I feel like I learned. We just was picking just a one... Uh, for me, I know that Ooh. it would be, you know, knowledge of self and your your worth and who you are and the history of what we are as people in this country and and just knowing, you know, that you know, teaching my children the lessons that white people teach their children, you know, in regards to um, growing your family and what those things are and all the it's secrets of the trade. white people, well, Asians, Indians. Well, the secrets <laughs> of the trade. But you, when you said that, that is one thing I would not want to want for Harlem to learn. And I'm trying to unlearn it. Is is I felt like my mother passed down being broke. How to be broke? Like man, that's one thing I know. Spend, blow money. Blow money, not not save it, but blow but, money. But it's but it's a, it's a it's a it's a mental thing. It it's is. all a mental thing. It's all a mental. It's a way that you, the way that you perceive your problems to be. That's nothing different than the problems of a successful man and a man is broke. The only difference is how he sees his problems, mm-hmm. and that's as simple as that. So. I, I, I feel pretty good about that. That was a that was a pretty good uh was a pretty good episode. How you feeling about that? Um, I feel good Unless about it. Unless you got some it. more things you wanna say on that. Yeah, that's cool. Mm-hmm. Why you say it like I'm that? Sorry. Why you say it like that? No, it's good. Why you say no, don't do that. That's fine. No, it's it's cool. I, I um you know, I, I I just think that has me thinking like things that I know I would not want Harlem to take on, and the the way we spend money, I <laughs> like I watched my mother do that. The the classic saying, "Rob Peter to pay." <laughs> Rob the savings to pay to put checking. No fool, you ain't never heard that. Rob Peter to pay Paul. <laughs> he looked like paying Paul. <laughs> We need to pay Paul to get your wig together. <laughs> I wouldn't. I wouldn't want to pass down those habits. But my, but you know, like my mother had no choice. My grandmother had like a sixth grade education, so you know, 
She would, you take from this bill to pay a little bit on that bill. You might be able to miss a month so you can catch up on that bill. Boy. But I, I tell you what I did. I learned how to survive. That is one thing. Survival. 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 I will never take that away. I might not have learned how to have uh, several savings accounts and several rainy day funds. But which we're trying to work to now, work towards now. But I definitely didn't learn survival. how to survive. And if you don't know nothing else, you definitely learn how to survive. But with that being said, I thought this was a wonderful episode. Yeah, I think we're starting to get into that groove, you know, where we can uh, just talk. And I feel more relaxed when I talk to you now. Maybe it's because I look into your eyes. <laughs> when I look into your eyes. Oh, wow. No, this is my breath thing. Maybe. Just a sprinkle. Just, Just a, sprinkle. a sprinkle. Well, it's vice versa. It's like... So I'll be wanting to get it over with. So I'll be wanting to get it over with. <laughs> and you, look, you hear all of Everything that she did had a hard... Oh, do it. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> well, over here. Spraying me over here with the, with the Rona. Good dude. Yeah, yeah, listen. <laughs> right now, she has a face. But I agree, go brush my teeth. Right, I can't have you dissing me like She has a face built for radio right now. Listen. <laughs> oh, <I'm telling> you. <laughs> yeah, I see the abuse that black women have to take on daily dealing with this toxic masculinity of a relationship. What the hell does that mean, toxic masculinity? I'm just roasting your ass. <laughs> We ain't talking that talk to about that. We roast each other all the time. Anyway, y'all, look. So we got a couple of things that we want to bring to your attention. We have a Patreon out here in these streets. In the streets. And we need y'all to patronize to the <laughs> Patreon. Please, and if y'all want more episodes from Are You Done Podcast, it would really, 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 really mean a lot to us if you guys would cater to our Patreon so we can, we can, you know, get some sound effects, get some videos, get some merchandise out here in these streets, um, and bring y'all more, 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 and more and more uh, content. We got things that we want to bring. We want to bring on other podcasters. We want to do a, a virtual Zoom um what did, what did we that we did? The game nights. The game nights. We want to do more virtual, uh, uh, not conferences, but just, yes, discussions. Because we were on a roll, but here comes Corona. Um, so, yeah. So, please, be looking out for our Patreon, or you can go to patreon.com slash are you done. And where can we listen to us at? And you can listen to us um, on Anchor, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Radio Public, and Breaker. And if you like this episode or you got any ideas or concerns, send it to areyoudonepodcast at gmail.com. And please follow us. Follow us on Instagram, areyoudonepodcast. And on Facebook, areyoudonepodcast. I'm trying to get Nipsey to get on Twitter, but that's just not my thing. I be trying. I'm trying. I want to say real quick, shout out to all those who have sponsored us. I do want to continue to give a shout out to Alexis Thanks Brown. She continues to support us. Yes. And all our friends and, and, and uh, 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 friends and family of the Are You Done family, you know, that have supported us, continue to support us. Shout out to the One Take No Chaser. I don't even remember the brother's name, but, you know, shout out to him. We did his, uh, we did an episode of him. It was on there. It was real fun. It was really, really, it was really fun. (laughs) 
So yeah, shout out to him because he's a he's a listener, and just to everybody who supported us. I know you know we've been a little stagnant with the episodes, so we we want to just thank you all very much for just continuing to be there with us and supporting us. Real talk, I mean, it really means a lot when we have people literally hitting us up. I mean, it's it's, it's crazy now how like people from all across the country just hit us up, people we just do not know who hit us up that listen to us literally, vividly. They be avidly. like, what is the problem? Where's the next episode? And I'm like, Nipsey. See how she, uh, she I, 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 Nipsey. Say, I say sometimes in those moments, you could you could throw me under the bus. I'll take it, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> but I, I think that was a good episode. You got anything else you want to say? I do not. So with that being said, y'all, bye. Bye, bye.